we now read from Voices of Recovery. It gets recorded, and then we'll ask someone to volunteer to share experience, strength, and hope for up to 10 minutes. That speaker will um, be recorded or not for the podcast. If no volunteers come forward, the leader will have the option to share or may move directly to the seventh tradition, their choice. Let's change screens. I'm Rob and I'm a compulsive overeater. 18 November, Voices of Recovery. OA believes that compulsive eating is a threefold disease, physical, emotional, and spiritual, which, like alcoholism and drug abuse, can be arrested but not cured. Introducing OA to healthcare professionals. Once I got this through my head, I began to recover. When I came through the doors of Overeaters Anonymous and started to calm down, my sponsor told me that my recovery was like a three-legged stool. If the stool was to stand properly, all of its legs had to be even. The three legs of the stool represent physical recovery, emotional recovery, and spiritual recovery. Unless all the legs were even, I wouldn't and couldn't recover. For many years, my stool had one short leg, spiritual. But now, thanks to God in this program, those legs are even. I am happy, joyous, and free. Let's take that down. Would anyone like to share their experience, strength, and hope for up to 10 minutes? And it could be on that reading or anything to do with your OA recovery. All right, I think I'll do it. Why not? Let me get the reading back up so I have something to follow, even though I just read it. Still Rob, still a compulsive eater. Um, Hasn't changed. And like I usually say, in remission one day at a time from a disease that wants me dead. And um, I'm granted a daily reprieve. And it has a lot to do with today's reading. The three-legged stool. Physical, emotional, and spiritual. It's interesting that things to me in program that I hear about that come in threes. There's also the three legacies that our founders gave us, the founders over in the other program that deals with beverages. When they were coming to the end of um, their service, they left us with recovery, unity, and service. And here we have physical, emotional, and spiritual recovery. All important. And there is a balance. It's kind of like the fire triangle in my, in my, in my head. You know, you have to have um, fuel. You have to have oxygen. And you have to have heat. If my physical recovery is good, but say my spiritual or emotional is not, it's not going to work. I've proven that. If I get two out of three, I'm still leaning. I'd say spiritual is probably, I mean, boy, I'm okay. I'm going back and forth now in my own head. Maybe the emotional, the physical is kind of okay for me. You know, I know it isn't for everybody. I get that. 
Um, I have a food neutrality today. It doesn't call to me. There's not like specific foods that I have to go get. I feel very blessed to be able to eat the same thing every day. It works for me. And my abstinence of mindful and present seems to work as well. But the emotional and the spiritual, it, if I lose my contact with my higher power, and I guess maybe it is through the emotional, I can still get angry. You know, I heard somebody in program the other day say, well, it's okay when I get angry because it's a righteous anger. I, I think for me, I've given up um, the ability to have a righteous anger. I think I may have used that too much. Just like there's certain foods that I had more than my share of. You know, um, how many of those things can one eat in a lifetime? Well, I think I've already had mine. So that's one of the things that allows me to let them go because, you know, I've had them. And I also dealt with the um, consequences of having them in mass quantities whenever I wanted to use them to push down those feelings and emotions to make them my higher power, to make my, them my food. Uh, um, I'm sorry, my friend. And they help build that wall between me and my fellows and me and my higher power. Let me go back to the reading here and get a little bit more of a prompt. When I came through the doors of Overeaters Anonymous and started to calm down, it said, and I've heard other people say this, when they get some abstinence, things change. Some things get better, but other things, maybe they don't at first and the steps or where we need to be with a sponsor is where I think we need to be. When I say we, I mean me too. I'm including myself. When I came in 30 years ago, I went to meetings. Um, I did how I had a plan of eating. It worked, but I was also an exercise bulimic. I didn't have a sponsor. I wasn't really working the steps. I heard about them, but I wasn't practicing them. Not really. If I practice the steps, get into the literature and have that thing called a sponsor, it seems to work a lot better. It says here, yeah, it mentions a sponsor. My sponsor told me that my recovery was a three-legged stool. And if that stool was to stand properly, all the legs had to be even. There we go again, that balance. says here my for many years my stool had one short leg I think I had two short legs on mine and that's where I went out on my what I call a hiatus you know I think in Australia they have this thing that they call walkabout you know where they just go out into the outback and cruise around for a while and see things and live off the land and they have their water or whatever and I guess that's what I did and on my walkabout I collected some uh negative spiritual energy i collected some separation from my fellows and i collected some more pounds meetings became too hard program too difficult life got easy so i replaced what i thought was hard with what i thought was easy and i got to go to the wonderful financial institution of weight loss and dieting 
where my reward for my effort is a little interest put on, and that's more pounds when I come back the other way. That pendulum swings back over and says, oh, great job. Here's a few more pounds. And then that whole cycle starts again. Look what you've done. You are doing so well. You failed again, the F word, failed. There's another F word, fear, four letters. I think at one count, I had 13 different acronyms that I could use, fear. Um, false evidence appearing real. Forget, what is it? Forget everything and run. There's a whole bunch of them and they all work for me. I've done them all and fear was a big thing. What if I die here? What if they don't like me? What, what if somebody says something? What if I'm embarrassed publicly? Da, 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 da. What if my car breaks down? What if a comet hits the earth? I mean, let's, let's just keep going. But if I'm in the food and in my isolation, and I used to have this eating chair, not too far from here in the other room, where uh, it was a happy little cubby. You know, you're all tucked in. You got all your friends around you, the food. And mindlessly eating and watching TV. There's no higher power. There's no spiritual program. I think that chair is actually level, but it was tilted. That chair was tilted. It was a recliner. So, yeah, it did tilt back. But I, that's not what I mean. The last sentence here, well, two sentences, but now, thanks to God in this program, those legs are even. And then the final one is where I really want to be. And the big book talks about dancing in the sunshine of the spirit. And that is where we get to be happy, joyous, and free. And I have felt that as I've gone through the steps. Making those amends was an amazing process for me. People were far more gracious than I deserved. I don't know why. There's only been one person that did not feel they could accept the amends, and that's fine. That's fine. I can still pray for them. You know, um, I had my part. Once I made that amends, though, told them I was wrong told them I regretted my behavior, I can still be happy, joyous, and free. They don't have to forgive me. That's up to them. I'll close with this. A long-timer told me that he has a definition for spiritual grace. And to him, it's um, love, forgiveness, and empathy for someone that does not deserve it, and that is me. My higher power has given me love, empathy, and forgiveness that I could not give to myself. And that lady, the first night I came in, said, we will love you until you can love yourself. I'm not sure I fully love myself yet, but it's a lot better than it used to be. And for that, I'm very grateful. Thank you for letting me share. Let's see where we are with all of this. I know I'm supposed to stop the recording. Let me do that first.